I kind of had that moment at the beginning of the week, Monday, I was like, great, I'm like kind of caught up on grading, everything's going to be good. Usually when I'm caught up on work stuff, I get over ambitious with like cooking and other projects, which I definitely did on Friday. And then I got a call from the principal that's like, hey, uh, that extra work you signed up for, is it done? Because we need it for tomorrow. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, I never allow myself to feel that feeling. (laughs) So then... I finished I finished it pretty quick, so oh, it wasn't a, that big of a deal. Yeah, if I ever find myself feeling like I'm ahead, no, that's a terrible feeling. I don't want that feeling. It's it's worse <laughs> than feeling like I'm behind. I just continuously feel like I'm behind. Because then at least I'm, I know that there's something decent to worry about. And then if you have end up with like 30 minutes free time, you're like, ooh, a bonus. It's, yeah, it's a nice surprise. It's like, woohoo, this is good. So. And uh, I made I made clam chowder. Yesterday. I did see your picture of your clam chowder. It looked delicious. It was very good. The actual soup part was easier to make than I expected. But I had to. This is the first time I've ever eaten something that I killed myself because oh, you have to buy the clams live. Live, yeah. And so I I bought them on Friday night, and you put them in the fridge covered with a damp cloth. You don't cover them in water because apparently clams breathe air and they'll drown if you cover them in water. I did not know that. Yeah. And so I was like checking to be like, are you still alive? Are you still alive? <laughs> and then half of me was irrationally thinking they were going to like jump out and bite my hand or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they all survived, and then I steamed them in wine, so they had a very pleasant death, and, uh... That's how I want to (laughs) go. I put that in my teacher group chat on Saturday night, like, I'm gonna steam them in wine, and another teacher was like, what a coincidence, I am also steaming in wine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... That's the way I want to go. Yeah. Just a big wine bath. You you steam them in the wine and then they open up like all the way and then you have to take them out one by one and make sure that they all open up fully. And if they don't open, you're supposed to throw them away, but they all open. Yeah. So It's like cooking, cooking mussels. Yeah. I love mussels so much. Oh my God. I didn't get as many clams as I needed for the recipe, so I just replaced the rest of it with bacon. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not a bad plan. <laughs> Anything that needs to be replaced should always be replaced with bacon. <laughs> <laughs> just for forever forever and always All the That's, isn't that the, the irish method of cooking <laughs> yeah there's a lot of bacon in irish cooking. no potatoes mm. well, we have bacon <laughs> bacon and potatoes together yes well welcome to are you serious a journey through bad reddit relationships i am morgan i'm esme and this is episode 35 Ooh, yes um, i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> five <laughs> five I have some some crazy stuff. Uh, so I have two that I mentioned in previous episodes. This first one I have I mentioned last episode about the gay couple and their daughter. So uh, OP and his husband are 40 and 42. His daughter, their daughter is 10 years old and the babysitter slash nanny is 28. Mm-hmm. And... Okay, and then there's a friend who's 46. Not important. Am I the asshole for not explaining puberty to my daughter? 
I feel like this is one of those bait and switch titles. Yeah, that's like, if you're doing it on purpose because in a spiteful way, then yeah, absolutely. This sounds like they're just like, I'm not going to tell my daughter about puberty. She can figure it out on her own. <laughs> She'll figure it out. <laughs> It'll happen. Uh, so, my husband and I have a 10-year-old daughter named G. We'll call her Greta, since I hate <laughs> I hate it when they do this. I hate when they just put a letter, because then I forget who is who. Since G is probably going to start puberty soon, we want to have her nanny, call her Miriam, 28, explain everything to her. Miriam has been watching Greta since she was an infant and is probably the best female figure in her life. My husband and I didn't feel we should explain puberty and periods to her because we can't answer any kind of specific questions she may have. We feel like another woman explaining it to her would be best. We've asked Miriam if she is completely comfortable doing this and has already started explaining it to her. I was talking about this to a friend of mine, and he told me it was weird of us to have our babysitter teach our daughter about puberty. I tried to explain that we felt like she should be able to explain it better, but he said that's something she should learn from her parents. He told us that his husband and him explained puberty to their daughter, and she turned out fine. He also told me that 10 was way too early to learn about it anyways. Nah. He told me that having the babysitter do it is weird because she's not her mother. Now I'm feeling like we should have explained it to her instead of Miriam. Mm, this is a this is a weird line where I mean they should be comfortable talking to their daughter about this because it is something that is going to happen and she is going to need to request things like tampons and you know stuff that she's going to need and whatever. But two gay guys trying to explain this is what a period is to a 10-year-old. Don't think that's going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm imagining the actual conversation and it would be I think actually having a woman explain it to her would be like I have gone through this and it's not yes. that scary. Because learning about periods is kind of scary. It is really scary because it's like I'll be bleeding? What? <laughs> and and it's the other thing about learning about periods is you never know when it's going to happen to you. Yeah. So it's this kind of looming, impending doom where you're going to start bleeding and you're going to have to tell somebody because you're going to need like pads or whatever it is you're going to use. But at the same time, everybody treats it like it's mega icky and gross. It is kind of icky and gross as somebody who experiences periods. <laughs> it's, you know, there's a lot of blood and it's grim and you know it's not clean and takes a while to get used to yeah i'm still not used to it honestly it's just yeah anyway i haven't had a period in four years but i yeah on my other birth control i didn't have any periods but i've just started having like proper periods again and who boy <laughs> this is the worst yeah and i'm so glad that i didn't have to go through with this for a very long time but it's just gooey like that's the only way i can describe it that is just really gooey and gunky and gross like it doesn't even matter how clean you feel yeah it's the like viscosity it makes you feel like mm. yeah yeah it, it gets everywhere there's nothing you could do about it but i do think it's better if a woman explains periods to a girl or a menstruating person I feel like all three of them should be there. They should all be there. Yeah. yeah. And maybe OP and his husband can start it off. And then Miriam can take over. That way they can show that they're comfortable with it and they know the basics. Right. And then and then the nanny can be like, and you know, I, this is something I experienced. So they wanted me to be here to like answer any questions that you have. I think also it would be a really good modeling opportunity for how to ask questions about this. Because 
if Opie and his husband have questions, yeah, and they can show that they can ask those questions without any awkwardness, without anybody shaming, like none of that stuff to the babysitter, that's going to be a really good opportunity for the daughter to feel like this isn't weird, there's nothing to be ashamed of, I can ask anybody questions about this as long as I feel comfortable about it. Like, yeah, everybody needs to be involved in this conversation because if the daughter doesn't feel comfortable talking to her parents about it, that's that's a tricky situation. Yeah. It could lead to a lot of potential embarrassment. And as long as they are involved in the conversation, I think it's right. fine. And and he says in a comment that obviously they asked the nanny first. They weren't just like, right. what if we asked her to do this? No, they already asked her and she's like, oh yeah, I'd be happy to, you know? Right. Um. So there's that, first of all. She would be paid for her time, obviously. Right. And you know, they would be there and they could ask questions. And and I always love, like, I'm, even if the men are like, I don't know the answer to this, but I can find out for you that it would be good for the daughter to know that they can, she can ask her parents. That's one of the most valuable teaching tools as well, is if a kid asks you a question, you go, I actually don't know that, but I can find the answer out. Yeah, or let's look it up together. Right. It it shows that, you know, it's okay to not know something, and it's okay to ask, and it's okay to do research. Like, it's... Nobody's going to laugh at you for not knowing or needing to find out. So I think the, the, the concept is good. The execution needs to be finessed. Yeah. Also, let's talk about their friends saying that 10 is too early. 10 is too early? I know people who started their periods when they were 11. Well, the, the official range is 9 to 14, and because of... This sounds like a crazy person thing, but because of the hormones in our food, it actually causes puberty to happen earlier. So it's actually happening earlier and earlier um, for kids, but that's actually a thing. So no, 10 is like, if it's definitely not too early, if even it's a little bit late, they should have done it last year. We learned about that in fourth grade, which is nine years old. So did you? Yeah, well, in school, they, (laughs) in elementary school, they have like a day or two where they separate the boys and girls in fourth grade and the girls learn about periods. And then in sixth grade, they separate and the boys learn about puberty, which I think, again, too late, even though boys start puberty later and probably inadequately for them because it's more stigmatized to talk about male puberty. If I remember right, I think we had our first puberty lesson aged 10 or 11. It was definitely in primary school, so it was the last year of primary school. Yeah. But I just remember it being not incredibly informative. Like, they went over everything and they were like, okay, so there's hair and (laughs) you'll get boobs and yeah, and then girls will have periods. And then it was like, not fully discussed and i at the age of like 12 i had zero idea what a period was supposed to be like except there is blood and you'll need to wear a tampon Mm -hmm. yeah which was like that's not helpful to anybody i remember my biggest question being like is it like peeing yeah does it all just come out at once (laughs) does it all just come out is it like you've just wet yourself like what what is it like and nobody answered that question for me So when I actually had my first period, it was like, okay, this was not what I was expecting at all. (laughs) And it was really frightening, actually. So did we talk about the story where the guy was like asking a woman to just hold her period? Hold it in. (laughs) Yeah. God. 
So if if you haven't seen this, there was there are a couple of Twitter threads with guys not understanding how periods work, <laughs> and there is some misconception that women can just hold it in like a bathroom <laughs> necessity, and yeah, nah, that's gravity takes hold, and there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah, and it's. I feel like my education was a little more adequate as far as like, they're like, okay, here's what a pad is. Here's what a tampon is. What you should do is you should have a kit like ready to go. That way you don't panic when you have your first period, you know, get some pads and just have them on hand. I feel like also bra sizes should be explained in this situation. Oh, God. Because that's not common knowledge. There's whole subreddits for educating adult women about bra sizes i did not get fitted for a bra like properly fitted until i was 15 so for three years i was wearing bras that were two cup sizes too small yeah i was 18 and i went to victoria's secret which is a bad idea don't go there but um uh, nordstrom's much better uh airy the american eagle Mm -hmm. um offshoot they are really good at measuring and explaining to you how it works curvy kate if you're in the uk I, I Where did I go in the UK? Oh, I went to La Senza. God, that was a long time ago. When we went to London, I wanted to like take a detour to the Curvy Kate like store, but we didn't have time. Curvy Kate's wonderful. Yes, they have really like huge range of sizes. But uh, I the the Victoria's Secret person was like, "So what size are you wearing?" And I was like, "C." And she's like, "Cause I'm measuring you at." double d so you need to buy some new bras (laughs) yeah i was wearing a b and i was a double d oh god and i had no idea and for years my friend had been going oh you have such small boobs i was like i came out of the center and i was like bitch (laughs) (laughs) take a look at these double d's (laughs) idiot yeah it's it's and again, it's something you feel really embarrassed about as a teenager. Having to go into a shop and have somebody, like, measure your boobs for you. Yeah. Because you don't know how to do it yourself. It's really, really scary. Like, even now as an adult, I hate going into underwear shops. I just feel like everybody's looking at me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. There is this feeling of, okay, men don't have this experience because they walk into a shop, they pick up a multi-pack and they walk out. <laughs> right? That's that's it. But when you're a woman, it's like, somebody is watching me buy this underwear and they're wondering why I'm buying this nice underwear. And they're probably thinking that I'm a slut. And if I get this size, they're probably thinking, oh, she's not that size. Like, it's this weird kind of internalized hatred of your own body, yeah. which is just it manifests itself in feeling incredibly paranoid. I have been into Victoria's Secret once and I hated every goddamn second of that experience. It was just awful. Yeah, Victoria's Secret measures, seem, or whatever they're called, they've been known to lie also. They are improperly trained because the Victoria's Secret bras only go up to quote-unquote triple D, which is just F people yeah and so they'll lie and say that you're in that size range uh so that you buy their bras instead of instead of telling you we don't have that size you can go to wherever but it's so expensive Mm -hmm. 80 dollars for a bra and underwear set i usually get the the cotton which is a little cheaper but yeah i 100 percent resent having big boobs because the cost of that <laughs> is just astronomical. Just awful. Freya is also a good brand. I really like Freya. They have underwired bathing suit tops too. Like, 
very good. Fur, uh, no, not third love. Telltale is also incredible. Really soft, really supportive. Uh, no underwire for larger ladies is a very good company. Came very quickly and uh, was cheap. So that's the important part. <laughs> that's the important part. I don't want to be spending upwards of $30 on a bra. Like, what the hell? What is going on there? So yeah, as long as you are involved in the process of this conversation, and I think that the OP and his husband should take lead and then be like, yes, your nanny is here to answer your questions. Right. And we're here if you need us. Yeah. Because... We're your parents and we love you, right? Okay, so this next story I had to do a lot of math for. Oh no. And I'm also going to say trigger warning for binge eating on this one. You can check the timestamp in the description for uh, when you can skip it if you would like to. OP is 29 and her husband is 30. Husband lost a bet over the election. Payoff means he has to eat 10,000 calories a day for a year. What? For a, for a year? For a year. He's dead. Yeah. Like, that, that's... Say goodbye to your husband. That man is dead. <laughs> I say he can't do this. He says guy code means he has to keep his word. I'm so disgusted oh and lost. God. Okay. Guy code is not a thing. And like... God. It is not worth it. Guy code is should be like being a good friend. And, you know, like... Being supportive, and it's usually just a <laughs> reference to just some toxic masculinity bullshit. Who came up with this bet? 10,000 calories? Yeah. Do, do people not know what that is, how much food that is? Right? That's five times the daily recommended average for adults. That's like five Wendy's combo meals. At least. At least. Uh, And she has an edit at the beginning. Just to clear this up, my husband is not, nor has he ever been a Trump supporter. He and his advisor did analysis on the Pennsylvania voting, and they predicted Trump would win and thus win the election. Obviously, they were wrong. He was hanging his bet on his analysis being right, not on being a Trump supporter. But he's still stupid, though. Yes. Like, so... He's not stupid and an asshole. He's just stupid. He's just stupid, stupid. That doesn't make me feel much better. (laughs) Okay, so here's the main post. I'll try to keep this as short as possible. Husband is a stipend PhD student in statistics, meaning he makes a small salary in addition to paying tuition. He was so confident in his alternate analysis of the polling data, he bet a friend that the current president would win the election. I had no idea this bet was happening, but we went out to dinner on Saturday to celebrate the election, and my husband ate so much that he actually made himself sick. Jesus Christ. That night, he just said he was super happy, but then on Sunday, he got DoorDash three times what and i forced him to tell me what was going on also they mentioned that in the comments that he they were celebrating biden winning or rather right. Trump losing he tried to play it off like oh babe you'll get such a kick out of this ha ha lost a bet because of the election ha ha and i have to eat ten thousand calories a day guy code love ya I was shocked and stunned, to say the least. My initial reaction was that since I'm the main breadwinner and we're still saving for a house, Jesus we cannot spend $80 a day on DoorDash <laughs> for one person. He said he was okay with that. I think I was still stunned and he left it at that. So Monday and Tuesday, his idea was to go get a bunch of frozen Red Baron pizzas and liter bottles of soda so it would be cheap. It was disgusting. In bed, he smelled like he was sweating pizza grease and sugar. <sighs> He's already so bloated, and I did some calculations on the internet, and he's eating about 7,000 more calories a day than he needs, which means he could easily weigh over 400 pounds when this year is over. Goddamn. 
Now, November 10th is the anniversary of the first time we ever had sex, so I usually get new lingerie and we have a fun night and celebration. Wait, wait. People remember that? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) That was my thought also. I don't get all these anniversaries, like, first kiss, first... I get dating and wedding. Dating, wedding. But me and my husband had multiple weddings, so... (laughs) Yeah, same. Not because we got divorced in the middle or anything. Like, I always feel like I have to clarify this. Just, we we had more than one wedding, so... Yeah, same. We had small official wedding. Yes. Small official and then big party. He was so bloated and tired, he could barely move, and the sexy outfit I had bought from Yandy just stayed in the bag. It made me very sad. I approached him this morning, and I admit I was very angry, and told him how stupid I thought this was. He said he agreed it was very stupid, but it's a guy code thing and he has to do it. No, just don't do it. Fucking donate to a food bank or something instead of wasting all of this food. Right? I asked him if he understood how ridiculous it sounds. He said it probably did. I asked him about the weight gain and his health. He said he's going to start walking to the university to make up for it. About six miles one way. You're a fucking idiot. Dump him immediately. I don't even need to listen to the rest of this. Dump him immediately. This guy is a moron. Oh, yeah. Get ready for more moron. I said, what about the time it will take? And it's getting colder. At that point, he got frustrated with me and said, get off his back, that he could never live with himself if he welched on a bet. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just left and came to work. I'm so disgusted with him acting like a child. Four days in and this stupid bet has affected our sex life, his health, and my respect for him. What can I do about this? Leave. <laughs> Just go. That's it. He's, sh- he's shown you all of his colors in, like, one easy, stupid decision. <laughs> A bet is more important than you and his health. Just bail. Yeah. I, it's not even worth it. So I did some math. <laughs> Also, uh, so in the comments, a couple people say Brian Shaw is the heaviest man competing at World's Strongest Man this year, and his diet is less than 10,000 calories a day. God also, damn. Michael Phelps had a diet of 10,000 calories a day when he was training for the Olympics. So all OP's husband needs to do is six hours a day of high-intensity workouts. So stupid. Yeah. And I, so I put in, uh, he's 30. I put in mm-hmm. a height of 5'11", just as yeah, like a... Yeah, pretty average. Uh, and a weight of 400 pounds. At a weight of 400 pounds, maintenance calories, which means that you are maintaining your weight at an active rate. So if he's walking to and from university, is mm-hmm. 3,900 calories. Jesus. If it's very active, it's 4550. So if he's walking 12 miles a day, I'd say that's very active. But like, that's still half. It's half of what he's eating for maintenance at 400 pounds. I need to get the Wendy's menu up. Give me one second. (laughs) This is how I measure all calories is by the Wendy's menu. Also, I checked my own running app. And when I run 1.25 miles, it burns 148 calories. If I do 35 minutes of weightlifting five by five... That's about 180 calories. Which, that is a little bit of an investment, because when you build muscle, then you're burning more calories at resting weight. Right. Hence the the guy, the world's strongest man guy, eating more calories. But Right, okay. Let's have a look at these combos. <laughs> okay, so, a 10-piece nugget combo, which is a drink and and fries and nuggets, that, that can top out at 1,250 calories. Right? Let's do one... Uh, so that's like nine nugget combos a day <laughs> with drink. So that's nine nine drinks, nine fries, and 90 nuggets. I'm, I'm looking at McDonald's and a double bacon smokehouse burger is, thir- is 1,100 calories. 
and that's just the burger. And I've seen burgers at restaurants that are that are around thirteen to fifteen hundred calories on their own. But also, that's a lot of meat, and you can't really pack on a lot more than that. Right, man, this is really dumb. <laughs> it's just God. I can't even. How do you get that in your body without just blending it? Oh God. <laughs> That was my least favorite part of Preacher. <laughs> but also, like, the time it takes to eat all that food. You would, you would be eating all day. Yeah, just constantly he's not, eating. he's not earning any money. Yeah. So essentially, he's putting this on his wife as a financial decision without consulting her. Also, yeah. I kind of want some McDonald's chicken nuggets now. I want some chicken nuggets. Did he consult with a doctor before oh, he did this? absolutely not. <laughs> because this is just... This is insane. I don't. I feel bloated when I eat two and a half thousand calories in a day. My husband and I went to a restaurant on Friday, and you know, safe, safely. And it's the third time we've been to a restaurant since quarantine started, and so I just couldn't. I couldn't pack it away like I used to when we were going to restaurants all the time. And also, I definitely felt all the salt. Right. Like that's that is even going to be an issue if he's eating frozen pizza and soda that has so much salt in it. He's gonna, he's, his heart is gonna explode. The fat content too. It would be different if he was eating 10,000 calories, but it was like healthy stuff. But in order to increase the calorific content, you have to increase the carb and the fat load. Yeah, because there's no, there's no healthy, all the healthy stuff is low in calories. That's part of why it's healthy. <laughs> God You can't alive. eat 10,000 calories of spinach a day. You're just eating your weight in spinach. No, I'd, I'd, I'd ultimatum, ultimatum this guy already. He, absolutely. Like, look, if you're going to do this, you're going to do this by yourself and not on my dime. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. God, what an idiot. Jeez. This is, this is a great example of book smarts do not necessarily equal actual smarts. Well, and apparently he's not that book smart either because he, his analysis was wrong. <laughs> oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Uh, alternative analysis. Oh, I think my cousin owes me $200. My shitty cousin. <gasps> Speaking of which, <laughs> I think my shitty cousin was like, I bet you that Trump's gonna win a second term. He did that to me already. He he bet that uh, Ted Cruz was going to be the uh, nominee in 2016. And what? he lost, so he had to pay me. And then uh, he he promised never to bet me again. And then two weeks later was like, I bet you that Trump will win a second term. And I'm like, no. God, I never bet on anything. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so, I'm so unlucky. Like, it doesn't matter. If I watch my favorite sports team play, they, will gar- they are guaranteed to lose. Yeah. If I if I don't look, they do fine. <laughs> I'm just very very unlucky, but I do have a hundred percent streak on horse racing because I only bet once and won. <laughs> so there you go. Keep it. Keep go. it a hundred. Yeah, I just gotta keep it one hundred, and then uh, God. Oh, right. Who is this person who decided that ten thousand was a good number? I would like also for you to see this woman on the calorie calculator website. Okay. She's looking at the camera saying, lady, your husband's a dumbass. (laughs) You need to leave him. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most dead-eyed stare I've ever seen. Look at it with the apple. Oh my God, we're going to post this. Mayo Clinic uh, weight loss calorie calculator. She's just like, she's smiling, but she's in her head saying, your husband is a moron. (laughs) You're an idiot. So uh, that is the most bonkers thing that happened this week, because all of my other posts are throwbacks. <laughs> wow. 
just, why would you do this? Why? I mean, no matter what, if you bet that Trump will win, you lose. <laughs> if he wins, you lose. If he loses, you lose. Like That just seems like such an assholish, contentious thing to do. Right? Like, I'm so smart. And then and then to be like, I, I, my honor, my honor says that I cannot God. welch on this bet. It's like, but you could, you, you'll die. <laughs> You're going to die. Like, it's not that important. Honestly, I promise you. Jesus. What's wrong with men? This is what, this is part of the reason why I don't bet. Because somebody's going to go too far with it. And then you're going to look like an asshole for not doing it. But this is this is actually, like, life-limiting. This isn't just... So stupid. Oh, my God. Fully, like, how long have they been married? We need to know this, because, girl, you're 29. You're too young for oh, yeah, to get be out. marrying... You're too old to be married to a child. Yeah, to an idiot child at <laughs> that. Okay, so uh, next post is a guest on this podcast. <gasps> it da, 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 da. is our legal advice. Woo! And the tag on it is NM, so I assume that means New Mexico, because on legal advice you have to put your jurisdiction so people know what kind of advice to give you. All right. I also mentioned this one on episode 34, but I forgot about it. <laughs> so now we're talking about it on 34. Six? No. I mentioned it. 35. Oh, I just said that I mentioned the babysitter one in episode 35, but this is episode 35. So I must have mentioned that one in 34. And this I mean, unless I'm wrong. No, you're right. You're right. I just uh, messed up my numbers because the top of my page here says episode 35. So I don't know why I wrote that. But anyway, I got a girl pregnant and she wanted to get an abortion, but I didn't want that. She ended up not getting one, but now she is not involved at all. This man <laughs> is going to get torn to shreds. <laughs> Because he's, remember, he's asking for legal advice. Uh, good luck, buddy. <laughs> we weren't in a serious relationship when she got pregnant. She has never met our son. Even after the birth, she had no desire to see him. We went to court to figure out custody and support, and I have 100% full legal and physical custody. Her name is on the birth certificate, but she has no custody and no rights to visitation, or to make things like medical or educational decisions. She didn't want any of that. Every month, she pays 125% of the court-ordered child support. She says that if I ever marry someone who wants to adopt him, she will agree, but until then, she'll pay support. It's been this way since our son was born. I'm raising our son all on my own. He is 18 months old now and has never met her and doesn't even have any photos of her. I am burned out and I hate being a single parent. I love my son, but I resent him. (laughs) This is going to push like a lot of your buttons. (laughs) Oh my God. I can already feel it. I can feel it coming. I love my son, but I resent him. My family tries to help when they can, but I do it most of the time. I would never hurt or neglect him, but I am exhausted all the time. I tried to go to court to give her split custody, but because she wanted an abortion and I didn't, and she made it clear she would never be involved after the birth, and because we went to court when he was six months old, but because we already went after he was born and agreed on things, and now she pays more support than is court ordered, the judge said he can't force her to look after him. First of all, that was one sentence, not a single comma. Wow. Well, we already know about this guy's kind of mental ability, (laughs) because... My girlfriend wanted an abortion, and I didn't, and now I'm looking after the baby. Well, I don't know what to tell you, friend. (laughs) Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own (laughs) actions. I wasn't paying attention to my contraception, and then she got pregnant, and then I wanted the baby, and she didn't, and now she's following through with it? 
she meant what she said, but she's a woman. But yeah, obviously she wants to look after babies. That's what women want. I haven't seen her in almost a year. And last I heard, she has had a tummy tuck and laser stretch mark treatment and is working at a gym. She also told her friends and family she is an egg donor and not a mother. (laughs) She is a deadbeat mom and the court won't do anything and is forcing me to struggle as a single parent. Do I have any legal remedies here? Oh my God, this is the most delicious irony. <laughs> the only I'm... thing that keeps this from being so beautiful is this poor child, but also like, yes, fuck this man. He... He, okay, so let's let's just go through all the things I am unsympathetic about with this dude. He didn't use protection. Number one, it doesn't say. So it, all it says about that is we weren't in a serious relationship when she got pregnant. I would not be surprised if this guy was like, no, it's okay. You know, we don't need a condom. Right. Uh, that kind of guy. Or he just assumed because they were casual that she was on contraception and yeah. never asked. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, she gets pregnant and she wants to have an abortion. She tells him immediately, hey, I don't want this baby. And he goes, hmm. So she says, all right, but if I do that, you're going to look after it. And then she follows through and he's mad. She pays 125%. 125%. She's not a deadbeat. She already did him a favor, to be honest. Like, if I was in this situation and there was, like, a guy where, you know, I was, like, casually seeing him and got pregnant, I would have had the abortion. Like, oh, no yeah, amount of begging it. on his part uh-huh. would make me follow through with that. She gave him a gift. I mean, he said he wanted the baby. Yeah, so she's like, okay, I'll do this for you. Alright, so have the baby. There you go. That's what you wanted. I don't want this. I'm kind of in awe of how she just kind of goes through with it. <laughs> I know. And she's just living her best life and he's right. like, where? Well, she got tummy tuck and she's working in a gym and I have to look after the baby. Well, you know, you decided you wanted to be a dad. Don't have children if you don't want to take care of them. Like, I don't know how many times I have to say this. I'm going to say it for the rest of my life until I'm dead. I'm probably even going to say it when I'm dead. I'm going to haunt people who make terrible decisions (laughs) with their children. But I don't, there's no legal remedy, my dude. This is what, this is the bed you made and you're lying in it now. Congratulations. Enjoy. (laughs) Okay, so I saved three lovely gems from him. So someone says, any legal remedies for what? She's not a deadbeat. Deadbeats don't pay 125% of child support. And he says, she is a deadbeat. She doesn't have anything to do with him and has left me to do everything as a single parent. I want to know if I have any legal options to make her help parent the child she helped create. No, you don't. That she didn't want. That she didn't want. And she told you. I, I like how that run-on sentence gave all the reasons why the, the court, like, because she said she didn't want it. She said she wanted an abortion because she told me that if she has the baby, she doesn't want any, like, because of all these reasons, the court didn't give her visitation or custody. But also, how can I make her have visitation or custody? Like, ridiculous. It's so stupid, and it, it it really highlights what happens when dudes do their thing and then vanish, right? Yeah, exactly. Because women just bear it, then when it actually happens to a man, they're like, wait, this isn't what I thought it was going to be like. This is what life is like for millions of women whose dudes just shoot their shot and leave. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not special. You, you are one of many, so sit down and shut up. And and he's in here whining about, yeah, something that millions of, not millions, but many women have to deal with. But then he's also getting child support. So they're like, what exactly do you want here? Like, Yeah, you're getting what you need. 
You have everything you need to look after this child from the mother. 125% of what you need. And someone else asks, like, what exactly do you want the courts to do? And he says, I want the courts to give her visitation or custody so that I can have a break and she can actually parent her child. I'm not on public assistance because my job and her support don't qualify. Yeah, she doesn't want to, so good fucking luck. Like, the lack of self-awareness. Huge lack of self-awareness. He knew the whole time. The whole time she told him. God, this this child is now five years old because this is from four years ago. Damn. And, okay, here's the piece de resistance. Someone says, you got exactly what you bargained for, so now it's time to man up and be a father. You have no legal remedies other than giving up your son for adoption. And he has the audacity, the the audacity of this bitch to say, I never thought she could turn her back on her own child. I honestly thought she would bond during the pregnancy and would eventually change her mind. (laughs) Even if she turned down my offer to be in a relationship, I never thought she would actually abandon him without a thought and without seeing him or even trying to know his name or sex. She was so drugged up during the birth that I don't even think she knows if he was born before or after midnight. I didn't expect it to go like this, to be honest. Why not? She told you. Like, I I just have... She didn't... It's really hard to just say exactly what it is I think about this. Because exactly what I think about this is serves you right. Like, if you're miserable, that's your fault. That's not her fault. She did exactly what you asked her to. Not only that, but she told you. And it's your fault for not listening to her and being such a sexist douchebag that you think that women have this inherently nurturing instinct and they can't resist little babies. It's like when people say to me, like older women with kids say to me, oh, you'll change your mind. No, I won't. Oh, it's different when they're yours. No, it isn't. It's still (laughs) a baby that I don't want. And it's, if you don't have that instinct, nothing is going to change that. Nothing. It doesn't mean I hate babies. It doesn't mean I I actively wish harm on people who are pregnant or want kids. It's not that I am, you know, disinterested in other people's children. If you decide to have a kid, you decide to have a kid. That's your right. Absolutely. You go for it. Whatever. But don't expect me to be cooing and cawing over your child. Because, you know... It's not my preference. I don't have that feeling <laughs> in me. It, I can't force it. I can't make it happen. I can't look at someone's baby and go, oh my god, it's so cute. Because I don't feel that. That's it, just not in me. I look at a baby and I go, huh, baby. Yeah, that's the sure it's a baby looking baby. Yeah. That's, yep. That I feel is the exact a same way. Small human being. Cool. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. Yeah, that, you know, and. I have a I have a baby nephew and I love him. He's my baby nephew. He's he's a sweet baby, very well behaved. But you know, it, looking at him does not make me want to have a kid. Yeah, nothing's gonna make me want that, as far as I know, right now. Nothing has convinced me otherwise. <laughs> I'm thirty years old, so I just this idea that once it's yours, you'll change your mind is like it's like putting a spider in a tank, right, and saying, "Here's your pet spider." And I say, I don't want a pet spider. I don't like spiders. People go, oh, but it's yours. You'll change your mind. Yeah, exactly. No, I won't. It's a fucking spider. I don't want it. So, yeah, it's... Or like cutting cutting someone's hair completely off and then going, oh, but you'll change your mind when it's... No, I won't. That's not what I wanted. It's... I don't understand how people get... I, I mean, I guess I do. Because people have such strong... People who have kids and they want kids have such strong feelings about their own kids that they think, how could it be possible for someone not to feel this strongly about their kids when I feel this strongly about my kids? And it kind of... 
makes them kind of insecure, I feel like, about it. And then there's also the people who want thought they wanted kids, had kids, realized this isn't for me, and now they have to go all in on it because otherwise they have to admit they were wrong. Right. You know, that like, it's... They have to be like, I want this. I like this. This is a choice that I made. This is good. It's like the dog in the fire. This is fine. Right. <laughs> the thing I don't understand is when people, all some people do is complain about their kids. Yeah. Like how tired they are, how expensive it is, how they don't do what they're told. And then the instant you say, oh, well, I'm not having kids. They're like, but why? It's so rewarding. <laughs> exactly. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Cool. <laughs> I guess. Misery loves company, I guess. <sighs> it's... It is this... People people behave the same way that I would probably behave when someone says, I don't like music. And in my brain, it's like, how can you not like music? That's... Yeah. What is that? That's the only thing I can, like, compare it to, is if someone turns around to me and goes, I don't really like music. It's <laughs> like, isn't it like a basic human instinct to like music? Yeah, exactly. That's a good analogy, I feel like. But it's somehow more acceptable for people to say I don't like music than I don't want to have a baby. Right. I even had someone say to me one time, but you're the kind of person who should be having kids. And I'm like, whoa, what's that supposed to mean? That's uh, a little eugenics-y, please don't say that Or it's like, they say, oh, but you'd be a great mom. No, I wouldn't. I would hate it. No, I, it would be awful. <laughs> I would be terrible. I would be a horrible mom. I can't go nine months without booze and sushi. Are you kidding me? And coffee? Cheese. 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 Soft cheese. cheeses. You can have hard cheese. cheeses when you're pregnant. I don't want to be restricted in my diet at no, all. Exactly. <laughs> don't you tell me what I can and can't eat. <laughs> I make that decision for me. But, but when people say that kind of thing to you, they completely take out of account like your mental health. Is, is like the number one thing when, when people oh, are like, yeah. oh, but you, you'd be such a good mom. It's like, okay, so what part of me continuously believing that people hate me and that I'm bad at everything do you think is going to translate well to looking after a baby? Yeah, it was because women's mental health doesn't matter. We're supposed to sacrifice our mental health for the family. Yeah, and I'm not going to do that. Because, you know, it's enough of a struggle trying to persuade myself that everything I'm doing is good and fine when I'm not in control of another person's life. So, you know, I just, it, it just, it really does beg a belief. And this woman, like, deserves some kudos for sticking by, sticking to her guns and doing what she said she was going to do. Yeah. Like, I honestly don't think that any person should abandon a kid if they've had one. But at the same time, she didn't want to have this baby, so... She made a deal with him. She made a deal. He said, no, I want this baby and I'll take care of it. And she's like, okay. Like, Go that was it. a deal, and he is not holding up his end of the bargain. And right. I'm afraid, since this is four years ago, that this man has probably found some poor woman and married her so that he can have free child care. Like, yeah, it's a non-zero chance that that's, that's what his situation is now. But also, like, we hear of a lot of women who go and they get... They go to a sperm bank and, and raise a kid as right. a single parent. Like, this is exactly... It's the same so thing the that same he thing. did, except he got it for free and he gets child support. <laughs> like... I mean, lots of people would kill for that. He didn't want a kid. He wanted to control this woman. And when she is not able to be controlled, he is whining about it. He wanted the idea of a kid. Yep. That's what he wanted. He wanted a ready-made family. When he says, I thought she would change her mind... It's because in his head, having a baby is zero consequence, right? <laughs> because 
he doesn't have to carry it. He doesn't have to push it out. And if she'd have said yes to a relationship, that would have been it. Zero consequence. Nothing, you know, had a baby. Woo! He would have turned into so many of the fathers that we see on here who don't take care of their kid and just right. work and come home and watch TV. Because for, for him, having a baby is an abstract concept, which yeah. sounds nice. Like, but for her, that's not an abstract concept at all. And I think that this is another reason why sex ed is really important. Because for men, the, the, the actual process of having a baby for a man is, okay, I jizzed. That's it. The end. The end. Whereas for a woman, it's, okay, now I'm pregnant. Now I'm throwing up every day. Now my entire body is changing. Now I can feel it kick in my insides. Now it's going to tear me in half as I push it out. Now I'm going to be unable to stop peeing myself for the rest of my goddamn life. Like, the consequences of that for a woman are so far-reaching and catastrophic. Not to mention, like, heart disease, diabetes, um, your tendons are softened and weakened when you're pregnant. And then the terrible, you know, possibility that you might even miscarry that child, right? Or she could have died. Or she could have died in childbirth. Anything could have happened to her. That's not uncommon. There are so many things to think about when, as a woman, when you're pregnant. For a guy, it's, oh, but I want it. Because it means nothing. Yeah. It's not going to affect them, really. They're going to have to get up at night and feed the baby and maybe change a couple of nappies. But aside from that, it's not that much in brain concept. Yeah, and, and a lot of times the, the men see the fun part. They're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, teach him how to throw a ball. I'm right. Teach him how to ride a bike. I'm going to share all the things I enjoy with them. Like, we're going to watch Star Wars together, right. whatever. And they don't actually think about the sleepless nights and all, all the that. The poop and the vomit and baby's sick and what are we going to do? We have to pay for all these medical bills and blah, 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 blah. It's... You know, because most of the physical burden is on the woman, yeah. they don't really have to think about that. And I'm not saying that that's, that's the same for every single dude who decides to have a baby. But I think when you get into this kind of situation where she categorically says, I don't want it. And he says, oh, I'll have it and look. It's like it's like the baby's a pet. Oh, well, I'll take it for walks and yeah. brush it and whatever. That's, that's the argument I had with my husband when I decided I wanted to have a cat. I'll clean its poop and I'll take it to the vet and I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll do the other. I'll feed it. I'll do, you know... But a cat is different from a baby. So, yeah. Yeah, a cat is so much more... It's funny because the first time I was talking about this because it's Cora's half <gasps> birthday. Happy half birthday, Cora. The vet said when we got her on November 10th that she was between one and two. So I'm like, okay, it's just her half birthday is November 10th. So she's three and a half. But we we brought her in, you know, we gave her food, cat box, food and water, and a couple toys. And then we went to the zoo that day for like five hours and i was like oh my god like is the cat gonna be okay by herself is she gonna are we gonna come home to a trash department is she gonna be like anxious or anything when we're gone we come home she's just sitting on the back of the couch like hey <laughs> how's it going i mean it was the same for for neo I, I was prepared to take days off work to look after him and i had my you know when you get a cat you're supposed to like have like a single room that they can use and then you meant to introduce them to the house no he came straight out the cardboard box wandering about <laughs> having a look around, shouting at me, ate some food, shouted at me. Like, he was real, <laughs> real happy, just content. I didn't have to do anything. I, I mean, it's valid to be afraid. I was afraid she was going like, to tear off the couch or something, which is valid. Yeah. When you get a new pet, they might have some quirks that are a little yeah. uh, destructive. But she was fine. Like, if, if it's a puppy, obviously, you gotta, you gotta oh, work yeah, that's for a dog. But cats are just like, 
So she's like, oh, hey, I'm glad that I had food all day and uh, it was Somewhere nice and warm. warm in here. Yeah. And once again, we managed to turn a conversation about someone else's children into a conversation about our cats. Because <laughs> cats are better than babies. Indeed. And we love our furry babies. We love our furry babies. I also love my nephew baby. I just want to clarify that. I don't <laughs> wish him any ill. Like, he's a very sweet baby, but I also don't want to have to, you know, be his mom. <laughs> the amount of baby blankets and baby toys I've made... <laughs> crochet to show that i i am supportive i just don't like hanging out with babies i don't even mind hanging out with them you know i just like if i'm out with somebody and you know i've looked after my nephew i put sun cream on him and (laughs) helped his mum feed him and whatever you know i do the whole auntie thing but i couldn't look after him overnight yeah absolutely couldn't do it it would be too much I couldn't do it. And that's not a reflection on my nephew and how much I love him, because I do love him. Um, that's a reflection on me as a person, knowing what my limits are. Yeah, exactly. She, this, this woman knew where her limits were and told him, and he didn't believe her. So Right. So, TLDR, you shouldn't force women to have babies they don't want. Yeah, and so every single one of his comments are like negative hundreds of points, so. <laughs> Dipshit. <laughs> All right, dead donkey time. Yes, 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 yes. This is also from five years ago. Damn, we're already dredging the bottom of the barrel. I know, and it's one of the top comments from Sane or Psycho. I found this, it's a very problematic, obviously, uh, subreddit, but it has some very funny posts. This is like the top fifth one, I think. Okay. Girlfriend is 37, OP is 39. Girlfriend gives me Arby's coupons after sex. Is that weird? (laughs) We have the meats. <laughs> uh, oh, what a quality joke. <laughs> hey, I it's from it. five years ago and it's not deleted. So the whole oh. post, this is the whole post. There are dessert ones in there and everything. <laughs> he has an edit. A little more backstory. I haven't been with a whole lot of women. And before the current girlfriend, I always had trouble climaxing. I'm pretty sure it was mostly my nervousness, but also compared to my current partner, they were not in the best physical shape. The last one would just basically lay there. New Girl is very active during sex, though. Also, she has her tubes tied, so I don't have to use protection, which means I'm getting a lot more stimulation than I'm used to, and it's hard for me to last longer than a minute or two. So I've been trying different things to make me last longer, and they seem to be working. That's when she started giving me the coupons. I mean, Arby's is okay, but I would prefer Taco Bell. But at least it's not McDonald's. (laughs) Arby's is trash and McDonald's is better. I don't like McDonald's, but Arby's is trash. Is that going to be my controversial opinion of the episode? I mean, no, I think McDonald's is quite low on the hierarchy. I've never had Arby's. It's soggy meat on a soggy bun. That's what it looks like to me. Taco Bell is fine. Taco Bell is like... Okay, so my first Christmas here, not when I lived here, when I came to visit, my in-laws said, what do you want for Christmas Eve dinner? And I was like, I really want Taco Bell. (laughs) <laughs> like so bad is all I've been thinking about Taco Bell can I please have some Taco Bell so we got like one of everything off the menu <laughs> just like fucking ate Taco Bell all night <laughs> do they not have Taco Bell in the UK? nope oh, most kind of popular fast food here we don't have so we have Burger King and McDonald's we saw a lot of Burger Kings when we were there uh, we have Five Guys oh Five Guys is overpriced overpriced not great just go to the Habit if you want lots of toppings or oh, go to In-N-Out. Habit. And that's it. That's basically what we have. But we don't eat out as much as Americans do. Right, right. When when we go to a restaurant, it's normally for like a nice occasion. So the restaurants that we have are normally quite nice. Um, it took me ages to get that into my brain in America. That is kind of the biggest culture shock thing is 
you guys eat out all the time and you don't have to dress nice to do it and it doesn't have to be an occasion you can just go out yeah whereas for me it was like eating out was always a birthday anniversary valentine's day thing like you had to have a reason to go and eat out somewhere nice you're celebrating something or whatever i feel like it's a little bit more like that on the east coast the east coast is practically a different country But, like, they either are dressing nice for a nice occasion or get takeout. We don't even get takeout as much as you guys do. Yeah. We cook well, a now, lot. Well, I used to barely get takeout, and now we get takeout. Yeah. Maybe wow. twice twice a month, but... And, and, and I see it reflected in, like, the way you guys build houses. Your kitchens are small. My current kitchen is very small, but I want a big kitchen. Just in general... Like, me and my husband are house hunting right now. Your kitchens are small. Like, there's not a lot of counter space at all. And I've always had kind of relatively small kitchens. And I think it's something to do with, like, the open plan nature of American houses, too. Yeah, the newer houses. Like, in England, we have whole rooms that are just kitchens. Like, a whole big room. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. It's weird. I feel like it's, yeah, the open concept is really nice. But we don't really have dining rooms in new... It's usually, like, there's a dining area that's tiled or wood. Right. And then you have in the same room the carpet that's the living room. And then the kitchen. I want that open concept so bad. But in our, um, in the older houses, like from the 70s, it's more closed concept. So the kitchens are bigger, but they're closed off from like the dining area. Right. Because that took a while to transition from, oh, you have the help in the kitchen <laughs> and you entertain your guests in the dining room. Yeah, and I think that's where like English houses get it from too. It's like these two places are separate because you don't want everybody seeing your, your staff. Yeah, or doing the work or whatever. Right. But yeah, it's, it, that really does baffle me. And Anyway, Arby's. <laughs> Why coupons? It's not even like a gift card or whatever. Like, here's a gift card for... Where is she a... getting them from? Right? How many coupons to Arby's does she just have lying around? Like, you, you have to be getting them from somewhere. You know what would be the best thing is those sticker books that they sell <sighs> for, like, sports. You know, fund my soccer team. Here's a sticker book. Give him a sticker. It's a sticker and a coupon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's great. It's like buy one, get one free hamburgers or whatever. Uh, that is kind of weird. I, I I understand it as like a motivational tool. Like <laughs> the intrinsic teacher part of my brain is like, yes, this is a good way to motivate your boyfriend and make him feel good. But every time they have sex, that's just, I feel like there's a mis- miscommunication here. Also, like he says he would prefer Taco Bell. What did he say to make her think that he is like a super fan of Arby's? <laughs> was there was there an occasion where after he he performed particularly well he lay back in the bed and was like fuck I really want an Arby's <laughs> and now she's like trying to get she... that Pavlov association going right like, remember that one time yeah keep doing that yeah that was good I like that here's an <laughs> Arby's coupon for you you madman um we're missing a part of the story a crucial part of the story here I think but that wow. <laughs> Uh, d- yeah, this is this is the weirdest thing that I've seen in a while. There's just no context. Zero context. You've got to give us data. We've got to sup on the tea of knowledge in order to help you with your problem. And also, they're in their late 30s. <laughs> is she a teacher? I feel like this is an elementary school teacher thing. She's like, here you go. Like, th- some elementary school teachers will do, like, coupons or, like, little, like, classroom bucks. And then they get to use it to buy <laughs> pencils and cute notebooks and whatever. But Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> 
like I really am if he gave her a, if she gave him a sticker every time I don't think it would be that weird it would still be weird but not that weird like honestly if you took all of the American fast food chains Arby's besides uh Carl's Jr I won't even consider eating at Carl's Jr because of their trash commercials Arby's would be at the very very bottom for me except for Carl's I mean Jr. I would probably say that considering I've never eaten there and my husband will, would not take me <laughs> so I'm assuming it's bad I went one time because my grandpa really wanted to go and so we went there and it was okay to bad. The whole concept of Arby's as a thing just confuses me because I don't think anybody likes Arby's. Like, what? I think I've the never... concept is it's supposed to be like a deli, like a fat, like a deli but fast food. So it's but supposed to be like you know you can get a nice pastrami or whatever. To a but deli. it's just soggy meat on a soggy <laughs> bun is the execution there. And there are so many good delis, like family-owned delis. That's the whole point of a deli, right? So. I just don't, I, I don't think I've ever known anybody who I've been hanging out with them and they've been like, man, let's go to Arby's. I don't know how it stays in business. How does it exist still? <laughs> I guess some people really like it. Some people really like the meats. I really want a pastrami now. I don't even know what I want to eat. I've got to finish the lesson planning first. <laughs> oh shit, I have to do that too. No, I don't. Do I? I don't remember. <laughs> I guess I gotta go look at my stuff. It sucks having three classes. It's a lot of planning. Oh, dude. Uh, be grateful you're not teaching in England. Do they have a lot of different classes? You don't teach just one grade. <sighs> you teach all grades at different times in the day. <sighs> so I would have... I had a year... I had one class for each year. So 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Then I also had six form classes. So I had 12 and 13. Most of those classes were English, but some of them were media studies. Jeez. So on some weeks, I would have to plan 12 separate sets of lessons. God. And especially because they're setted as well, they're streamed by ability. So even if I had two year seven classes, for example, I would have to do two separate sets of lessons for them to teach the same concept. Dang, that's... Lesson planning here is a breeze. <laughs> I spend so much less time lesson planning here than I used to in the UK. It's so easy. I plan one lesson and everybody does it. It's great. Yeah, well, I mean, plus the fact that I, uh, I it's only 30 minute classes right now, so that's pretty good. But anyway, I don't know what's going on here. This is some misguided attempt to... <laughs> motivate this person motivate op with coupons there's dessert ones in there and everything <laughs> what desserts are there at arby's i must know we're going back to the fast food menus shakes. I see the desserts looks like shakes is it just shakes Ooh, they have triple chocolate cookies this actually look pretty good i might make some triple chocolate cookies Sh yeah shakes oh turnovers Ooh, i'm gonna make chocolate cookies with chocolate chips and marshmallows that's the thing i'm gonna do today with all my free time. Nice. I made a parking. Ooh. And it all fell apart, which gave me a really good reason to eat it all. <laughs> tastes delicious. Yeah, that's okay. Some things, it doesn't matter how they look. <laughs> yeah, it tastes great, but now it's like crumble. So I can't give it to anybody. I have to eat it because it is not fit for other people to see. It is only the first parking of the season. So it's just data right now. <laughs> well, we've been way off track. So let's end the podcast so that we can eat food yes food <laughs> desserts dessert sounds good you can find me at morgan underscore slay on twitter and you can find our podcast at r the letter you the word serious pod where you can send us your cookie recipes and your favorite arby's menu items 
You can email us at are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com where you can tell us the healthiest foods that we can eat to get to 10,000 calories a day. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Esme underscore C underscore nose as in knows lots of things. Give me your American fast food power rankings one to 10 quick go. Um, oh, let's do one of those A through F tier things. Oh, we should do a World Cup of fast food. <laughs> Brackets. Oh, yeah, we'll do brackets and everything. It'll be great. Um, Or you can find the podcast on Facebook, the letter R slash the letter U serious podcast, uh, where I'm going to put the picture of that woman on the calculator judging you and all of your food choices. <laughs> She's like, I only eat apples. <laughs> That's how I stay so vibrant and young. <laughs> and judgy. <laughs> the primary fuel of Karen's. <laughs> <laughs> 